Hey guys, it's Kat. And it's Russell. This is Critical Whimsy. Russell, how are you this week? I'm doing very well, very well indeed. How about you? Well, you would never know that for the past hour, you and I have been trying to... So this is Meta Shirt. Welcome to the Matrix of Critical Whimsy. Have been trying to find this episode that we are currently doing on my phone because your phone didn't record and then Bluetooth it to your phone and email it. And now here we are, three hours later, recording the intro again. Bob's your uncle, Karen's your aunt. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit relieved. My in, my initial intru- introduction was probably more whimsical. Now mine is like desperation. Guys, welcome to the magic of podcasting editing. Editing, Russell, I just want to say thank you. I know you have a shitstorm you're currently dealing with, and we love you. Future editing, oh, Russell. Thank you. Uh, before we get into our topic today, I wanted to read us um, a message we got from one of the Critical Whimsy Truthers uh, regarding our last episode, Lies. So this, uh, this little uh, message starts off with Lies. Because all the lies. Dun, 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 dun. My observation is, sorry, I just go right down to it. I always get furious when people like, lie to me. But then I realized in order for someone to be completely honest with me, they first have to be completely honest with themselves. This is rarer than most people realize. If they're always lying to themselves, repeating the same lies to me is natural. I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm a good person. The world is a good place. Bad things don't happen to good people in a good place. I'd never do that. I'd never hurt you. I'd never lie, cheat, steal. Small lies that come from shame or embarrassment I can live with. But big lies that people say with a straight face and clear conscience, I avoid these people like the plague. What do you think, Russell? Oh, that's lovely. Mm. We have some very smart listeners. Our listeners are... Both smart and beautiful and whimsical. We have the whole deal. The full package. So, guys, we want to hear from you. We want to hear all your comments, all your likes and dislikes. Russell, how can people do that? Yeah. Drop us a message on Facebook. Just search for Critical Whimsy. We have a page there. Or you can email us, criticalwhimsy at gmail.com. And our Patreon is up and running if you want to be a Patreon. And uh, we've got some... Bit of support. There'll be some private episodes. It's a bit of a shocker. It's definitely fans only. Favorites only. Most definitely. Russell, what is our topic for today? So today we're doing a fun one. I care more about your pleasure than my own. And I don't believe you when you say that. (laughs) You shouldn't. Russell, when you heard the topic, what were your thoughts? It was a eureka moment we got. Mm. We were going to do a completely different topic this week. And then we actually thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, this just came up in conversation and we just kind of knew this had Mm. to be the topic. So good. Yeah, no, first straight up excited about it. It's a line a lot of people use. It's complete and utter bullshit. Have you ever used it? No. Haven't you? Mm-mm. I've used enough lies in the past, but not that one. <laughs> Lines of lies. It just doesn't make sense. Because, mm. I mean, the context this was used was with the whole sexy time thing. Mm. You know, if you get down to sexy time, obviously you've got to put some effort into the other person, but it's also about what you're getting out of it. And to lie about that and just say, no, no, it's not about what I'm getting out of it. It's just completely disingenuous. It also kind of brings up this image in my head of some guy going down on a girl for like three hours straight and he's got like a pain in his neck and he's trying a 69 and she's like ignoring that like little willy hanging in her face and she's squawking non-committally and he's like, I care more about this than I do about releasing a much needed load. I mean, are you serious? I don't know. That's kind of the imagery. That's quite that comes the image you had. Impressive. <laughs> I'm quite. Detailed. I'm quite angry this week, though, as you know. It happens sometimes, I guess. <laughs> Why am I angry, Russell? 
I don't know. Why don't you tell our listeners why you're angry? <laughs> because of Tinder. <laughs> because of the guys who use those lines on me and send me into wild rages. And these elaborate scenarios in your head. So somehow I, I was telling Russell about how I was speaking to this guy and I thought he was a little bit hookup city, but... Uh, he kept on kind of saying, no, 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 you know, relationships are cool. And it's not like I'm like, okay, I want you to be in a relationship with me on Tinder. It's not like every guy I speak to. I, I don't actually feel that way until I meet someone and have dated them for a while before I start thinking I want to be in a relationship. Hmm. But because people are so one or the other, like hookups or relationships, you either immediately like have to be like, because you're a hookup guy on Tinder. And I'm sure like, Maybe like the way I kind of talk about it to you, sometimes you feel like I think that every single person you want to talk to on Tinder is like a hookup potential. And that's not true, right? No, anything but true. <laughs> Tinder, you get out of it what you want to, though, whether it's a hookup or relationship type dating. I mean, either is available as an option. Exactly. You just have to be honest about what you're wanting. And what we were talking about earlier was, I, I was saying to you, my kind of thoughts on it is that you as a hooker person, because it's not like you're a hooker. Guys, please don't start harassing Russ on Tinder now and just trying to molest my co-host. But you're looking for a bit of fun. Mm. And so your conversations aren't like, you don't really care if Betty Sue's mom is in hospital and like has a broke. Maybe you do, but probably your conversations are quite like, that's a star sign. I care more about your pleasure than mine. Let's bang. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Like, that's what my, my thoughts are. Well, since my Not one... Not necessarily those, but along that sort of line, like, yes. Like, what kinds of conversations do you have? Well, I, I don't discuss star signs. That's one thing for damn sure. Oh, gosh. I love that. Um... <laughs> no, but I don't go for false representation. I make mm. it quite sort of clear what I'm interested in yeah i don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that no exactly as long as i'm not misrepresenting it and as long as it's not coming from an angry place as long as you're not like spitting on like um, facebook i'm not going to support you financially i'm not going to buy you airtime uh don't cheat on me and um just have sex with me i care about your pleasure more than mine yeah never been my sort of style no i know no, no, that's horrible uh and then for me, I'm kind of relationship looking girl. So I have conversations on Tinder, which are very like, I want to get to know you. I want to get mm, to know you. You have the DMCs. Endless. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they're cool. But yeah, a lot of times they just go very, very sour. And this week was a perfect ex example. So I'm speaking mm. to this bro. And he assured me that he wasn't hookup city. So, yeah. We, As one does. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't be disingenuous. Be be honest. Anyway, he, you know, I was a bit wary of him because I kind of thought the conversation was, was steering that way. But he assured me no. And anyway, so on Wednesday night, I had a conversation on WhatsApp with my favorite cousin. And we got wine drunk. White wine girl drunk as girls do and we were just having an amazing time at one point i think she actually messaged her mom my aunt to fly me down to cape town which as far as i know she didn't bother replying to us because she kind of knew what <laughs> it just escalated it was like an amazing thing i said we should do it every week i don't know if our livers can handle it anyway so i wake up I, I'm messaging Russell telling him I'm at a party because <laughs> I'm so drunk I can't be like, also I'm on WhatsApp call, so I can't be like messaging. I've got to focus all my energy on lifting the wine glass and, and talking into the speaker as loudly as my neighbors <laughs> more desire. All the dedication and concentration of a true athlete. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm pounding down the booze. I'm having a fun chat. And um, next morning I wake up and I am hungover. Russ, what am I like when I'm hungover? Oh, you're hangry. I'm <laughs> so unpleasant. I'm just so unpleasant and grumpy and I feel sorry for myself. And all I want is a hot shower and a cup of tea and to lie in bed with like my panado lying next to me and popping them in my mouth every now and then. So I was in a very, um, very sour mood on, on Thursday and I was very nippy. So this guy is messaging me and I'm just, and, and you get a warning shot with me. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm actually really hungover. 
So this guy, there's so many things you can say to your friend cat when she says she's hungover what are things you should say to like your friend cat when she's hungover when she tells you on whatsapp very tersely when you say hey how are you today how was the party and she goes hungover or hg or hv like depending you just have to read because all of a sudden she can't spell anymore and cares not to <laughs> discuss it what do you what are you kinds of uh, things could you say to cat and other girls like her. You've got to be careful with mm. you. You've got to be very supporting, slow, <laughs> approach it like fault. a wild tiger. <laughs> it's not my fault. Cautious, cautious. Yes. We don't suggest drinking too soon. No. Because at that point, I'm making sweeping declarations of uh, I, I've already thrown out any new booze I have in the house. Um, you've, got to, you've got to be sensitive. And you've got to especially not offer... Like, if you think it sounds like I'm fun when I'm drunk, it doesn't carry on. I am fun when I, I'm oh, drunk. loads of fun. But I'm not fun when I'm hungover. No, I, <laughs> no, no, you're not. Best leave me to change my linen and sweep my floor because I tend to clean angrily. <laughs> and, and I'm hungover, so I feel even worse when I do it. So this guy, he, he didn't listen to enough episodes with you, I guess, because he his response to this was, I can give you a massage. <laughs> yes, which those guys think is always the forerunner to sex. So, Russell, is this really a thing? Like, this is like in our, our theme of I care more about your pleasure than my own. Like, when a guy says, and you think this guy is your friend or whatever, and like, because I've tried to get you to massage my feet and you've just thrown them off your lap. Like, when I feel like feeling like, 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 Oh, we were like watching some YouTube thing and I like put my feet, my socked feet into your lap and I'm like, grab those. And then you just like turf them off. And you're like, you're a monster. <laughs> Why are you wearing my father's socks? Like, and that's a whole nother episode. Like, but like when a guy, so I know what it means when a guy doesn't want to massage your feet. He just doesn't want you to massage your um, dad wearing sock wearing feet. But, but when a guy says to you, like, uh, like you're you're hungover, so he's like, oh, she's achy, she's sore, she wants a massage, because um, he really cares. No, five <laughs> minutes of that, and you'll expect something out of it. <laughs> so I had a boyfriend who was really good at giving massages. Mm. So good, he had really. Some people are good at touch, some people aren't. And yeah, this, some guys just have that gift. Yeah, and some women do too, mm. and like they're like good at like giving a massage I can find a knot I have girlfriends that I love like because you know funnily enough whenever I ask a girlfriend for for a, a neck massage then then we never end up having sex it's the weirdest thing yeah bizarre that isn't it yeah I don't you know you guys just aren't playing by the rules you know <laughs> doing it all wrong <laughs> but but every time this guy would give me a massage it would end up with us having sex. And I got really confused. I don't know. I was very naive. I say that a lot. Uh, Dorf might be a better word <laughs> at some point. Uh, where I'd be like, no, but I don't. And then the one day he was like, I'll, I'll give you a massage. And I was like, no, but that I don't feel like having sex. I already told you. And he was like, no, I will just. And he actually laughed. Like he kind of chuckled. He was like, no, I really will just give a massage. And I was like, no, it's a trick. And he was like, it is. All right. <laughs> no massage, no sex. And that was kind of the thing. And that he taught me that saying offering a massage meant sex. So this stranger who has now promised me that he really, he's really interested in getting to know the real me says to hungover Catherine, who's terrifying, I'll give you a massage. So I freak out and I say to him, lie, you want to have sex with me? Massages. Cause I escalate, especially when I'm hungover. It's a lie. You don't want to have sex with me. You 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 want to have sex with me. You sorry, I'm getting so upset. You you want to. Um, you don't care about my my achy neck. You just want to have sex with me. This means nothing. And then, what should you reply at that point, Russell? That point, admit you fucked up. Uh, you don't have too many options at that point. I guess you could try and brazen it out and pretend that you were still being all noble. Yeah, that's in one friends. option. That's one. You could go kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the thing. Kidding. There's, um, yeah, there's a lot of options. There's still options. And crit critical whimsy is about options. Yeah. 
like we create options not solutions so 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 for those of you who who get yourself into this problem tonight now you you've got some options kidding so what would be one way not to handle it raising it out keep going trying to convince the person oh no no this is purely just for the sake of the massage there's nothing about that i don't need or want sex i'm not expecting it don't try and brazen your way out of it it's not going to work least of all with a hangover cat there's an even worse option oh dear yes be like i'm so glad you brought up sex because i'm really good at it oh god did he really yes. use that line on you yes so this is the point where i then am in a rage there is just like there's not red i'm not seeing red i'm seeing blue mm. the red has gone to a place where i'm now floating out of my body i am a celestial being of damnation i have powers russell i have powers in my hands and my eyes and that power is all focused onto my cell phone screen which i start to type on and i'm like you are a pervert yes because at this point he's just given the lie to everything he said previously and so completely and totally yeah and now he's just and every single boundary that i put on, up to that point has just been all for show and now i'm so glad we're talking about sex any chance let's go and i'm like you're a pervert i bet you think that women who get drunk you could sleep with and it's a woman's fault if she gets dressed that way because i just watched promising young woman so i was also on a bit of an anger binge and i am just going wild and then russell what what should you never reply to this enraged terrifying celestial demon well i can think of one thing that's been said in the past that shouldn't have you're overthinking things that would have been better oh no what did he do that would have been better that i know that up until this i don't this, think so but up until this point of critical whimsy we thought the worst thing a guy could ever say to me was you're overthinking this mm. no he said the weird thing about me though because i don't know if he was like absorbing all the like rape culture stuff i was talking about he's like is that i just care about women's pleasure more than my own penises so we'll take a moment mm -hmm. we won't even edit out this moment while we think about this this is the point the conversation ended on my side at least i blocked him deleted him i did tell him bye i didn't just ghost him mm. I, I said you are uh, you are disgusting and i will not speak to you anymore and then i deleted and then i got a few sms's afterwards being like oh i guess i messed up <laughs> Oh, he was in the uptake, isn't he? He was an insightful lad. Mm, very. Mm. So now we know <laughs> the worst case scenario, which happened to me. It took me two days of anger. <laughs> I got over the hangover quicker than I got over the hangry <laughs> of that. And then I was started to wonder about this because if a guy says to me. I care about you more than I care about myself, which I know is wording it slightly differently. Mm. It's saying that I would rather feed your cats and sleep with your cats in in your bed than sleep in my safe, nice, comfortable Santon bed at night. Uh, because I care about your needs more than I care about mine. If a guy says to me, I care about your needs more than thine, that means he goes to restaurants that I really like, like seafood restaurants, and mm. ignores his shellfish allergy and has like a, you know, <laughs> tomato soup for a starter in an ocean basket. I don't know if that's a thing. That's what I get. And that's what the message is of I care about your pleasure more. Yeah, it implies a lot of altruism to the person. And altruism is a funny thing because it's a thing that the saints and the greats have. All the fools, because I think you can be a fool, because too much altruism, as Ayn Rand said, yes, I dropped an Ayn Rand quote. Um, well, I dropped her name. I'm not going to quote her. Um, 
is is she 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 theorized that um, altruism was a bad thing for society. Uh, it kind of it kind of ties into communism and like why like capitalism is a good thing. If you work for things, you want to get your rewards. That's the society we live in. I don't know. What are your thoughts on altruism? <laughs> well, I'm okay. I'm going to ignore the whole Ayn Rand. Uh... Fountain head, Atlas shrugged. That's just asking for a political diatribe from my side. I kind of wanted. <laughs> I kind of wanted, but okay, all right. Are you a fan of her or not? No, no, anything. Oh, really? But, but did you read Fountainhead? I've read some of it. Oh, I loved it. I really, but I mean, I was eighteen. Maybe I should. I re I realized that Howard Rourke was like a narcissist and evil incarnate, but I just loved the love story and the way she wrote. <laughs> I'm too much of an anarchist to get behind such capitalist um, ideas and ideals. Yet, weirdly enough, like, even though she's been kind of... Con it was very... Do you know what, like, most guys who love her are always surprised about? Mm -hmm. Predictably so, that she's actually a woman. <laughs> they couldn't believe that. Like, such a hardcore capitalist was, like, a woman. They were like, what? But you should just be a communist and care about... <laughs> I don't think political views go along gender lines for but, some reason. But they do. <laughs> but they do because a woman saying, uh, like, certain rights for women and for kids and uh, animals, it comes across in a different way as to when a guy, like, and a guy's more, it's more acceptable socially for a guy to be like, get all your guns! Everyone should have a gun! Like, women who, like, start shouting that, like, or sprouting that kind of stuff are going to look like people are going to be like, don't want to see her when she's got her period. Gosh, she looks a little bit unstable. You know what I mean? I, I mean, let's not get or into that. Or misogynist, but yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like the guy yeah. saying that he's, he's got a, he's, it's, it's his gun, it's his dick, man. You know, shoot from the left or the right if you're, if you're right way leading. And, you know, <laughs> let's go. Let's party. But like a girl, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Gee, nope, you didn't cheat on her. But what are you saying? Yeah, altruism. Um, <laughs> shit. Well, we got far off of there. Hold on, let me try and get my mind back on that track. <laughs> you're like just imagining all these rednecks in America. <laughs> I mean, altruism is a thing, obviously. I don't think it's as common as it should be. Do you think it's a good thing? It's Ultimately, a, I think so. What about a word having a good meaning, but an actual practice not being good? Because pure altruism, like putting everyone first, putting everything a, a, ahead of you, like living for only other people's pleasure, like my ex-boyfriend yeah, from all, Tinder. All things in moderation, I guess. Exactly. Moderation and altruism needs to be applied, I believe. Mm. Especially as you get older, because if you, you know, like, pay my rent before you pay yours and everyone else in the street, and then you don't have a home, yeah, who's going to... Yeah, and altruism implies you don't want anything back. You're doing it for other people. Mm. So you're sitting there homeless, and what, you're just so happy because you took care of everyone else? I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's taking altruism to extremes. I mean, were there people in history who were purely altruistic, who only gave? Like, I don't know. Probably, but people like that tend not to make the history books. It's yeah. more about the takers. And I mean, I've seen a lot of women who are very altruistic, where it becomes like a codependency thing, but it's not even altruism because they act like they're doing it for other people. They act like it's like your pleasure, your happiness makes me happy. But it's normally a sign of a abusive relationship it basically means when you're happy you leave me alone and you don't criticize me it's normally like a negative implication altruism mm. your pleasure is more important to me than mine is generally something that like if i mean that it means that i value your happiness above mine and i'm saying that like mine is less important and that's what altruism is about it's saying i'm you can't be altruistic without saying you're less, I guess. Or am I... No, yeah, you, not necessarily, but uh, to be altruistic, you can acknowledge a need someone else has and try and help them with that. It doesn't but, imply that you're less than that person. But I think the phrasing of, like, caring more about others than yourselves is, like, a mm. harmful, like, thing. 
because like you can love your friends yeah but you can be altruistic without caring more about other people than yourself so it's like moderation you can spend some time in both yeah absolutely but pure altruism is bad i'm getting trying to get you to admit to this and you were like fighting me and i'm like hello ozzy have you come to pop i'll admit that excessive altruism can be bad thank you russell thank you for that that's all i needed and then with regards to happy to help very altruistic of me <laughs> i needed some validation more than you needed that win mm -hmm. <laughs> so you basically made peace in order to shut me up and thus you're not altruistic <laughs> all right but let's not go around in circles and start doing fisticuff insects we have a man and a woman and maybe we've got one partner. So I think with women, a lot of the times, I think more women have had bad sex experiences than men. And this is why, I think this is why this is quite a triggering and shitty comment for a guy to make to a woman. Because a woman said to me a while ago, a very wise, older, savvier woman said to me, like, if you have sex with someone, don't worry about him. He'll have a good time no matter what but you might not. You have to, you actually have a like responsibility to yourself when you have sex with a man to make sure that it's going to be okay and you're getting what you want to get to a happy place. So I think that with women, like women don't ever say, I care more about your happiness. I care more about your pleasure than I do about myself. Although I think that a lot of women with sex do and that's how they... They, they actually participate and I think that's how they partake and how they view sex. It's like how satisfied the guy is from the experience. So this is what's so weird about this phrasing. Women actually think it, but they don't say it. Men say it, but don't think it. Mm. What do you think about that? Okay, well, um, ignoring the heteronormative aspects of your argument there entirely. Okay. Well, do you can you can like shake it up if you want, but I'm just like simplifying it. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> I mean, take it as yeah. that. Um, guys are guaranteed to get off by the end of it. That's pretty much a given. Yes, you've got to put in a bit of time and effort and work and towards making sure that the woman gets there. But to say that it's all about hers and not about your pleasure is just not on. That's false. That's a lie. Uh, you need to put in some effort ensure it works for everyone involved also as we discussed last week like for guys for a lot of guys more than for women very few women will like uh like disagree with me here mm. heteronormative or otherwise and i'm talking from my experiences yeah. and that's where it's this is coming from um it's not dismissing any other groups no no just uh, me stirring the pot a little mm. bit I think a lot of guys can just have sex mm. and be like, cool, like have a hookup, feel so good. Like it's like about having the intimacy of sex with an orgasm, with a body and like that, like men are very touch, you know, people generally speaking. Women bring a lot of stuff into the bedroom with them. They drop their imaginary baggage at the door. And um, if you haven't cleared up everything with them, they're going to, they're going to have. Um, it's going to be a big decider for how the sex proceeds. I think makes sense. So, I mean, it's a really weird thing I've actually experienced, and I think that's why we're talking about it today because this doesn't happen to you. You don't go on dates, and women say to you, "You know, I'm really good at blowjobs." Or do they say that to you on first dates? Uh, not in my experience, no. Do they seldomly talk about how good they are in bed? Uh, that tends to be quite an uncommon topic, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Good. It's a trap. So, <laughs> so for me, I will be on a date with someone, and it doesn't like have to be like a hookup city guy. It can just be a normal guy that we've just been talking, we've agreed to go out for a coffee, and all of a sudden I'm on a date, and the guy will look at me straight in the eye, and we're just sipping like, iced frappuccino shit which i hate and the guy looks me straight in the eye and bare and brazen goes i'm really good at oral sex i love to give oral sex random guys in bars come up to me tell me i could fuck you 
random guys tell me uh i i once was like eating oysters in a restaurant with a boyfriend mm. and i was having the oyster experience of like you know putting a little bit of like tabasco on you know mm -hmm. forking it and then swallowing it and then just taking a moment to be hit by a wave of the ocean because that's what i feel like when i eat an oyster it's yeah. just this surrender to the ocean and i'm back home in cape town and um um the guy my boyfriend at the time was watching me and we were just talking and whatever and i wasn't being sexual i wasn't harry met selling sallying him <laughs> no you were just out there eating <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. but i mean it wasn't really um but like yeah i could totally get behind that probably because like it's like add some champagne in that and yeah, but that's another conversation, yeah. whether or not I, I, I could get, I could be like, I think that if I was on an oyster date, I'd be like a lot more turned on than if I was on a chicken wing date. <laughs> I don't know about you, Russ. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. Well, that seems to make some sense. Watching I, this guy. Oh, delightful. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. Sorry. Can I have this serviette? Are you using it? Ah, mm, sorry. Ah. Shut up, you're going to finish that rub, eh? Oh. Mwah. 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 Mm. You and your cat are staring at me at the moment. You're both like acting like you've never gotten in your chicken wing dinner. <laughs> you've never had barbecue sauce smeared on your Not little Not on the date, no. <laughs> okay, well, I, I have seen. So I'm just saying maybe there's a lot more to it than just like basic bitch dudes going, oh, Feed her oysters and she'll get turned on. Maybe it's like a little bit more um, sophisticated yeah, no, and I tasteful. Get that. I get that. I'm angry still, I guess. <laughs> so um, we walked to the um, car and this guy had this tendency. This uh, I found it quite endearing at times. To I think he sometimes spoke his thoughts out loud to me. Mm. And he was like, yo, hey, uh, I mean, I should give you pleasure like oysters. I should be the one, hey? Not, not your supper. And I like looked at him and i was like you're not like a 12 dollar like clam bro yeah. <laughs> you'll never you'll never get me like that but i remember like it was this thing that he was making it about him and he was like really quite perturbed he was like i, I should be the one who makes you feel the way oysters do and i was like okay i mean you're my boyfriend we can work on it <laughs> we'll we'll try let's let's see if you if you're that good if you're like a wave of the ocean hitting me in a memory of a beautiful time in my life you're probably not though you're probably my next like problem <laughs> so yeah so i basically spent a lot of time dating and i spent a lot of time meeting guys that on a first date will tell me they'll tell me that they're going to kiss me they'll tell me that they will um give me pleasure they'll tell me they're really good at oral sex i don't know sometimes i'm like okay maybe you're worried that like society has like out has cancelled oral sex mm. and maybe you're just like giving Hopefully me not. a useful information like brochure into life and you're basically telling me that it's not cancelled that's kind of my thought process like well, building off of that, though, here's a question I have for you. You mentioned that guys tell you when they're going to kiss you. So, ignoring whether the guy's out for your pleasure or not, mm -hmm. if he wants to kiss you, what's up with the asking thing? Do you agree with it? Not? Mm. I mean, should you consent oh. beforehand? Oh, I'm it's giving you dating advice. That's yeah. good. That's a really nice thing. Okay, so kissing's actually a lot easier to avoid than getting raped um <laughs> so thank you for your your useful question so i feel like you still want that like intensity the like unspoken word happening you know you and i rely on that so much in a podcast that's mm. verbal we're taking so many unconscious and like uh like physical cues from each other to to do this and you <laughs> what do you want to hug <laughs> now you ymca stop being a twin all right so all right so normally we have good cues sometimes russell breaks out into silent like um gay pride dances because i only spoke about heteronormative sex for a whole hour and then i got punished only about 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> anyway so 
I feel like as adults, one of the funnest things is us being able to read a situation mm. with something as easy as kissing. Now, you know me really well and you know that with all my rules and with all my beliefs and with all the things that make me me, the one thing I'm pretty unperturbed about is kissing. Like, I don't actually... It's not like I want to kiss everyone, but I've never... Ozzy, don't meow on my podcast. Russell, stop stroking him. He's so out of control. I'm talking about important stuff here, boy. No, Ozzy, don't be that guy. <laughs> okay. All right. So I, I kind of actually like to rely on chemistry for a kiss. Mm. I, I actually had a very humorous exchange with um, one of my boyfriends where he kept on trying to get to the point where we were on a date, but it was a group date where he wanted to go in for the first kiss, but he was very nervous and I was waiting for him. I've sensed, I sensed through body language and speaking to him that he needed to make the move first. And I'm also not one to go for it first. Um, I like a little bit to be chased a bit. Mm -hmm. And so this guy ended up like failing on our first date and our second date. So here's the thing, because I liked him, I was going to keep on giving him another chance. Mm. Some people would say like, that's pretty weak and a bit of a like lame thing that he didn't have that confidence. But at the time it didn't bother me. Maybe they were right. And it was a warning sign. But um, at the time I was like, okay, cool. And then when eventually I was like, we're now on our fourth date, <laughs> we're sitting in the front of your car. All the security guards in the parking lot are staring at us and the shoppers are walking by us. And I looked at him. I was like, are you going to give this a try? And he did. He went and he leaned in and he kissed me on my cheek. At that point, I thought he was gay. But, <laughs> but eventually, eventually, after a few weeks, um, he eventually kissed me. And I was like, yay! <laughs> Might be gay. <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, yeah, so I, I think that, like, it's kind of how it's said. But I do think, like, you're on a date with a girl and it's going a certain way and the guy goes, I think I'm going to kiss you tonight or I'm going to give you a kiss tonight. Mm. Mm. I feel like he's trying to call a meeting in the well, middle of our date. That's not really asking even, either. Yeah, because they also have to say it in a way. So you're, you're actually saying, like, guys who at the end of the date look at you and go, can I kiss you? Yeah. Um, I've actually never had that. I've, I've generally had the profiling of kissing happen early in the date, mm. or I've had like, you know, hit and misses, or I've had like men who are good. The other thing is like, a lot of guys try to kiss me on dates, and then I'm like, not ready, or I'm not feeling it, or I'm too tired, or, you know, like, it's just not like the right moment for me. Mm. And I just dodge it. And it's so rewarding every time. Um, I'm also like interested when he's so keen and I'm not sure yet, like if he really cares about my pleasure more than his, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he forces it, then I know something about him as well. Yeah. I then know, like if he's adamant about it, if he's like pushing, 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 then I know like there's a problem. I, I, you know, a kiss is just a kiss, but a kiss is still a kiss. Mm. Mm. So a little bit of a litmus test at times. Yeah, I mean, I I told my cousin the other night a horrifying story of the last person I kissed, but it's too long a story for critical whimsy, so sorry, guys. <laughs> You'll have to listen to Patreon for that. But, like, it's 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 just like it's not an investment it's not an it's not a it's not a commitment it's just a kiss for me mm. but yeah i do feel like if you are going to be i think that like a lot it's it says a lot about someone who tells you in the middle of the date that you're going to like gra grab at the end of it like i think like <laughs> i think it does say a lot for our older viewers they know what i mean cool Okay, fair enough. What about you? I mean, you see, this is like, this is like why it's such a like different, like, like, what do you think when you hear these things that come out of my mouth? Like, as a man, like, I don't think these things like occur to us until we talk about it, like how fucked up and like how different it is being a man and being a woman. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, from the guy's perspective, I've been on both ends. Sometimes I can read it and know when to go in for it. Sometimes what about with the guy? Ask. Guys tend to be a bit easier for me to read than women. Yeah. Uh, they just live a little bit more out there. You can see more in their faces. They're like, do they ever tell you that they care about your pleasure more than they care about theirs? No, I can't say I've ever had that line given to me. It's a terrible line. Yeah. It's such a it's such a bullshit line. And guys, these are like, okay, so these are the three things that I'm now saying to our women and to our men who've like been as hurt as me by these lines. One, when someone tells you that they um, think you overthink too much, cut them loose. When someone tells you that they care more about your pleasure than they care about theirs, they're either a psychopath and they've got massive like love dependency issues, so they like really do mean that if they're a woman, or if they're a guy, they, they think that that, they think that that's something you believe. And then the third thing, we'll have to wait till the end of the episode. Uh, I think that I think that men do take a lot of power from pleasuring women, though. I think that that is a real thing. I think that is a power thing for men. Yeah, what do you can think? Be. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely can be a like power thing for guys. turning women on. But mm. that's a power thing for women. Turning men on, being attractive to men. Why else do we go, well, in the day, back, back, like, you know, to bars and stuff and attempt our, like, sick dance moves and, you know, one Well, I mean, you know, the argument has been that women, like, you know, dress up for guys. The, the, the more recent arguments is we dress up for ourselves. And then the current one is we dress up for the cold in Joe Burke. <laughs> so, that one makes more sense. It does. Um, I think that, like, as I've gotten older, I really do just dress for myself. And there's something incredibly satisfying going on a date and wearing a hoodie and wearing, like, uh, you know, a pair of sneakers and having my hair in a ponytail. And that, for me, is, like, my power move. I'm saying, you're seeing me like this, and I'm still divine, and you still want this. Mm. I'm not trying to tempt you. I'm not wearing all the clothes that you can claim are, like, sexifying me and making me a victim of your predatory nature. I'm actually saying, no, I'm a massive dork. And, like, I like Nirvana, so I've got it on a sweater I'm wearing. Deal. And, um... I find that men like me more now than they did when I used to, like, dress up for them. I mean, I haven't worn high heels in a very, very long time, Russell. Don't blame you for that. <laughs> awful invention. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they do make your legs look good. And they would make your legs look amazing. Yeah, I struggle to find size 12 heels. Oh. Small issue, you know. That is, that is, that's so unfair. I, you must be so angry <laughs> and hurt that you can't buy uh, your fuck me heels <laughs> for your Friday night delights. I'm so sorry, Russell. This is a healing space on Critical Whimsy. So it's a loss I've come to accept. Though just a permanent inability. One of those things. So I guess that what we're saying in this episode is that. We care more about this topic than we do <laughs> about um, <laughs> about a Tinder boy's um, <laughs> saving face. But don't worry, baby, you're anonymous, and I can't remember your name anyway. So <laughs> true anonymity. <laughs> true anonymity. <laughs> there are just so many. Uh, but no, I, I think like, you know, just also a shout out to him for being a douche because you really did like give us a kick-ass topic and gave us a space to really explore mm. like altruism and iron runt. And that's what I want to do on my afternoons off is explore iron runt and talk about altruism. <laughs> but yeah, no, just back to the power thing because I feel like we didn't really like because I'm just like... Kind yeah, you just lightly touched on that. Yeah, just playing like uh, devil's advocate. When a guy says, I care more about your pleasure than I do about mine, is there a sense of truth in it in that he is saying like, I do feel 
I do care. This is true because I feel more powerful. Because because I went off on a like landslide of information and we ended up on you wearing shoes, high heels. But is there actually a connection with the truth there? That he does mean what he said in that moment. He wasn't just like, because he knew I wasn't such a fool that I would believe that. So mm. is there truth in that? Yeah, but when you said like guys get the sense of power from it and the feeling of achievement or accomplishment... He's not in it purely for you. He's in it for what he gets out of it. But does he realize that? Do men realize that when they say that line? Because some men say that line and they believe it. Mm. Some do. Some guys Some, do. I think, know it for the shit it is. Some guys say that, like, I'm so good at aisle sex and look me straight mm. in the eye on a first date. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's first date material for conversation, really. But it's almost like this weird loss of power by trying to say, I am good at something. I am, I, I think there is an implication of I'm so good at it that I care more about your pleasure. That's, that's how I equate my ability. Because I think a lot of men aren't honest about their ability. Men don't read the romance novels that women read. They have no idea about like how to seduce a woman. They are actually, they are dependent mostly on their own like instinctual ability which are generally non-existent mm. that's i think why men are like encouraged to fuck 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 because mm. most men just have to practice and then whenever a girl like gives a genuine response and you can't and, and when you have a genuine response with someone like it's so real that you go oh okay cool this is this is a real moment. I should remember this for future moments I'm trying to initiate. I mean, we've spoken about porn extensively. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of guys, they like use porn as like their, their place of reference, which isn't, which isn't like, which isn't actually me like going all angry girl. That's just a fact. Um, but porn is seldomly seductive nature. No, no, it tends to be highly just transactional and formulaic also, approaches to get guys off. Also, do they watch that and think the guy cares more about the girl's pleasure? <laughs> I don't think that's foremost in their minds at the time, no. But that's what they must take away because they bring it to this real world where I exist in, where they're communicating with me and attempting to have a relationship with me. So there must be some connection because they, they all tell me they don't read. They like don't read novels. So they ain't reading romances, like awesome like romances like by Jane Fallon. Maybe they've watched um, Bridgerton. Uh, maybe they read it. Who knows? But they don't actually know. So this this kind of line that they give, like where does it even like come from? Teenage discussions, young adult discussions. All right. So let's like practice being teenage boys. All right. I wasn't all that good at it first time round. That's why you need practice. Yeah. Okay. Me too. All right. So we're two bros. We're, we're 15 years old. We're sitting in a locker room and we're about to go play a sport, mm. like a violent contact sport where you can smell balls. Okay. All right. Neither one of us has ever done this. No. Have you? No. Okay. No, not my All thing. Right. I was not a sporting guy. Okay. Uh, my name is Jimmy. <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. What's your I'm Stu. Hi, Stu. <laughs> what did you think of Matt's class today? I fucking suck. That teacher's such an asshole. She's such a bitch. I wish you'd just have a fucking. Sorry. I'm quite angry. Okay, so scene set. <laughs> okay. We have Jimmy and Stu, yes. Jimmy and Stu. Uh, so, Stu, what are you, you going to do on Saturday? I hear you're, you're hooking up with that chick, Trish. Yeah, I'm trying to. Trying to close the deal there. Hasn't given it up yet. Oh, uh, what a bitch. She just needs a good fucking. <laughs> I tried telling her that. Yeah, what did she say? Oh, she sighed and was so offended and all. Oh, just awful. She sucks. She's she sounds like a bitch to me. <laughs> all right. So, um, Stu, uh, how do you think you're going to seal the deal with her or her best friend, Karen? <laughs> or Karen? Well, I've been trying all these lines, trying to convince her that it's there, that I love her, that uh, it'll be worth it for her. She'll get a good time out of it. 
do you say it in the super intense voice to her like you're using right now, not your pretend voice, do you? <laughs> I think I'm done with Jimmy and Stu. All right, so I don't know if we've solved any mysteries today. I but, doubt it. But now, uh, <laughs> if you ever want to hear back from Jimmy and Stu, I think we should make this a constant um, um, excerpt in our show uh, where we, 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 we talk to Jimmy and Stu and see what their thoughts on like, <laughs> uh, topics are. We can talk about it. Sure. <laughs> I think I love that. All right, guys. Um, yeah, so I think in closing, regarding this uh, delicious topic, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't believe the teenage boys discussed it like this. I think that they heard women at some point screaming at them saying, you don't care about anything but yourself. And then they went, let me reverse that and tell a girl the next time. Ah. Yeah, that's what they want. So let me tell them what they I care more about what you want than what I want. <laughs> I think that's really what happened. Yeah. Um, after an yeah. hour of rumination, I that think. That makes a bit yeah. more sense. Mm. So, guys, mystery solved on this case. I don't know. I've heard some such bad locker talk, though, as well. Oh, really? Mm. Like what? Oh, just the attitudes and um, retelling of exploits and the like. Yeah. The worst, though, is that one guy then phones you and tells you in great detail what that guy said. Mm. And then you've got to be like, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but then you've got like five guys saying that you did. But that's a nice, painful story for another time. Sounds like it, yeah. But I'm feeling good about this. I, th I think we've got this covered. Russell, where can people get hold of us? And as I said before, we're on Facebook. Just search for Critical Whimsy. We've got a page there. You can DM us. Or you can email us, criticalwhimsy at gmail.com. And if you care about your pleasure, you will. <laughs> and our pleasure is your pleasure. We're both givers and takers on Critical Whimsy. You are. That but, we are. <laughs> but guys, until the next time, from me, Kat, think critically. And for me, Russell, be whimsical.